0: Step counter in me pocket I'll fetch me running shoes from the van Cause when you've got all hungry With no food in your tummy Then carry, I'm your man Cause how we'll lose it is a mystery It's like the changing never our world, just From a dire history But it's the one making us not stop
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was a 50kg drop. Uh, we've got our usual co-stars, of John E, the online Instagram sensation from episode one, uh, Craven and Big Bob Cooper and um. Alex, Alex Big P. <laughs> <laughs> Big P Plamedela, yeah. Big P Um so a bit of context for the listeners, um, Alex came across me on LinkedIn, I believe, um, mm-hmm. and has a business that is focused on helping the working man stay in shape. And mm-hmm. as that is a common excuse for me, Bob, and Johnny, mm. we thought he would be a prime guest to come on and give us some, some advice. So Alex, welcome. Thanks for having me. Going to pick your brains, Alex. Um, Absolutely give you a background to us bob is now 169 kilograms which is fucking great i'm 163 kilograms which is also great and johnny is skinny he's 122 but he's just come back from ibiza and i think he's up to 125 was 122 i can't remember it's Uh... your body mate not mine (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. sorry. forget that that. (laughs) um and i am sorry i forgot so we, we started this pod because we mm-hmm. were part of what we called the belly boys at work, where we're all giving ourselves weekly targets and tasks to do mm-hmm. to lose some weight. And actually, we yeah. became a bit of a support group to laugh about the blow, blowouts we were having. And yeah. it didn't really work. We got bigger. <laughs> um, so we thought total accountability. Mm. Let's start a pod to talk about it each yeah. week. And after season one, me and Bob have both successfully gained weight, and um, <laughs> we decided to bring Johnny in just for like banter value, really. <laughs> yeah,
2: deadly. <laughs> so we're desperate for some help. How ca- how can you help us? Well, listen. The first thing that I'd say is fabulous idea. Uh, getting together uh, from the research, social support is a big contributing factor to to long term weight maintenance. And I also think the idea of doing it as a pod and documenting the journey and getting people on to kind of give you advice, some expert, expert feedback, a fantastic idea. Now, in terms of help, where where do you, where do you want to kind of start this off? I'm I'm happy to take the lead on that. Or is there anything in particular, any area in particular where, where, where you'd like to start? Uh, Shree, for the listeners sake.
1: Yeah. Do a bit of intro
2: into you, like what's your yeah. background, that yeah. sort of
1: stuff. And then then okay. we can unlayer some onions, these Bob Cooper and Johnny Craven. Sure.
2: So I so, have been into fitness, had been into fitness for the better part of a decade. I started martial arts from a, a pretty young age, taekwondo and kickboxing, kind of got started in the gym as a teen and really just got obsessed with everything training and nutrition related. Really specifically, I got into it when my my dad actually brought me to the gym for the first time when i was about 13 or 14 and the goal was to kind of get a little bit fitter for fighting and also uh cut weight for competitions which was a which was something that i was doing more and more in in taekwondo and kickboxing and naturally you know about 10 years ago you know we've got so much information available online on health and fitness nowadays really wasn't like that 10 years ago there wasn't so there was no such thing as influencers there was like a handful of people posting on youtube and most of the information that you kind of got in terms of health and fitness and specifically nutrition was like these old school bodybuilding forums like bodybuilding.com that was that was the big popular one back then and so me 13 14 year old alex would kind of like Okay, I need to l- cut some weight from this for for this competition. You know what what, what am I going to do? So I'd go online. I'd find all these diets. I'd find all these meal plans, clean eating. You know, low carb, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and not knowing any better, you know, I'd, I'd I'd jump onto them. And I would, you know, in two three weeks, you know, as the story goes, you drop you know five six kilos on these crash diets. And then I go off to the competition. And then afterwards, binge my brains out, gain the weight back. And then what? started to happen is after I went through a couple of these cycles of cutting weight for competitions, binging my brains out, gaining it back, what I started to notice was I was actually gaining back more weight every single time. And it got to a really bad stage at one point where I was actually 10 kilos heavier than I had originally started. Now, 10 kilos doesn't sound like a lot, but you need to keep in mind, I was about 14 at the time. So I had started off at about 50 kilos and I was maybe up at around 60 kilos or something like that. Um, and I had developed basically from the restrictive dieting a full-blown binge eating disorder, right? Um, let me know if I'm going a little bit too deep or is this... Or is no, this... no, no, that's good. This is okay. good. So I'd gotten to a stage where from this repeated restrictive dieting crash dieting for competitions, I'd essentially gave myself a binge eating disorder. now I I self-diagnosed at the time. I'd never like seen a, any any professional uh, in that sense, but it was definitely like full-blown binge eating disorder. Uh, and for people that don't know, binge eating disorder is usually characterized as, uh, a loss of control around food, you know, basically, one 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 specific uh, characteristic of it is eating past the point of physical discomfort. And that's something that I I can definitely relate to. Uh, some of the binge eating episodes get super, super bad, where you're like, literally, your, your stomach is just Literally about to explode, and you're still just scoffing down another cookie, another fucking biscuit, another. <laughs> and I see you guys. I see you guys laughing. Am I? Am I? Am I? It's just it's, on something there.
1: You're making Johnny really
2: uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, I've I've had exactly the same experience. Yeah, like you mm. fall twenty minutes later, you. You get a little bit of room, so you cram something in again, and then you you're full again.
2: Yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. And you feel sick,
0: and you got to lie down.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then and I can and I can I can get into that a little bit more uh, in just a second. But what binge eating does, it creates this we call it the binge guilt uh, the binge guilt restrict cycle. So you binge, you feel guilty after it, you restrict even more, which makes you binge more and then you feel guiltier and then it's just this kind of vicious cycle, right? And I can get to uh, I can get to that in, in just a second. Now, fortunately at the time, uh, specifically at the time, I had a big competition coming up in Slovenia, like the European Championships or something like that. And I had to be a certain weight for that, right? And at this point, I was like 10 kilos overweight and I was like, I've got this problem like I can't stop fucking binge eating like this is a this is a serious problem me 14 year old Alex recognized that and I was like, okay, I need to do something about this, because not only am I like, not only is it a problem, but I'm going to go away to this competition and I'm not going to be able to make weight and I'm going to spend all this money all this errors of training. And I'm just I'm just going to fuck it all I'm going to piss it all away. Fortunately, by by a miracle or a godsend, I came across this YouTuber, one of, one of the very few YouTubers back then that that was online, by the name of Matt Ogus. Uh, so he was a bodybuilder, and he was talking about this approach to 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 weight loss where you could basically, the idea was you you could eat whatever you wanted, so long as you, you know, ate the right number of calories. Now that to a modern audience, I mean, everybody knows that nowadays. But 10 years ago, that was a a mind blowing revelation, because everybody was on, you know, keto, low carb, uh, clean eating, etc. You know, if you ate, You could only eat chicken, brown rice and broccoli or you were just going to explode. Right. And so I was kind of skeptical at first. But, you know, I gave it a shot. I started, you know, tracking my calories, weighing out my portion sizes. And what I found was I was able to all the foods that I was kind of excluding from my diet, you know, bread, you know, cereal, uh, carbs specifically, I could now eat. And I actually found it easier to lose weight because I wasn't binging every single weekend and just putting the weight back on that I was losing from the restriction. And it worked. And so I, I dropped the weight for the competition. I did fairly well. I ended up, I think, getting a bronze medal or something like that. The Europeans in 2000 and fucking, I don't even know when it was. I think it was like 2012 or something like that. Um, And that was really a big turning point in my fitness journey, specifically from nutrition. And then since then, you kind of fast forward, you know, for the better part of a, a decade i really just learned how to basically stay in shape stay lean year round without really having to stress too much about food because i had developed the right nutritional skills uh, that allowed me to uh, to stay lean and to enjoy my food and to not have to overly restrict myself um and to close the All loop right. on the binge eating specifically A big driver of binge eating, there's a number of reasons for it. There's some emotional reasons, psychological reasons, uh, et cetera. But a big driver behind binge eating is intense dietary restrictions. So when you tell yourself, I'm not going to eat this food or these foods, it usually sets you up to binge on them on them later on. And so once I stopped having this kind of restrictive mindset towards food, I noticed that my binge eating, it didn't just go away overnight, but gradually over time, it became less and less up until it had essentially completely uh completely disappeared. And so that was the early days of my experience with uh with nutrition. And then I was, you know, mad into powerlifting for a number of years, did loads of bodybuilding, even some Olympic weightlifting, like I said, martial arts. But then it all kind of culminated into I, I actually did a hair sorry, there's an important actually aspect to this as well. I actually did um
3: no,
2: I, I posted videos to I had a YouTube channel as well for a number of years. I started doing the whole like influencer thing around two thousand fifteen. No, not 2015, maybe even earlier, like 2014 before, you know, being an influencer was was really a thing, posting videos about fitness on YouTube, on Instagram, that kind of stuff. And then it all kind of culminated to doing this internship at Microsoft, where now I was a busy professional myself. I was, you know, doing the one hour commute in and out of work every day, an hour and a half, really. I was working the 40 hours a week. And not only had I kind of started to struggle a little bit with, you know, staying consistent with training, staying consistent with nutrition, just fucking being bollocks all the time and just not wanting to do anything, right? Um, But I also noticed that, you know, my managers and the seniors that I was working with, super, super yeah. successful people, like very, very diligent, very, very hardworking, very motivated and driven individuals in a pro- in a professional sense. But when you looked at their, their health, they were really struggling. And that kind of baffled me, you know, it, people who are extremely successful in one aspect. But then when it came to their health, uh, it, it was a different story. And what I realized was, the mainstream health and fitness information that was available, the stuff that I kind of grew up on uh, and was in love with for the better part of a decade, it didn't apply. It didn't cater to the busy professional. And that was ultimately the inception of Fitbiz Pro and what we do today, which is helping busy professionals, specifically men, look and feel their best. Uh, but without the typical strict diets, errors at the gym and and sacrificing your social life and just being a miserable bastard, so that kind of takes us up to 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 uh, how we got started and and what we currently do. So if you have anywhere yeah, you want to go from there.: So I think we all reacted to the binge part right
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, What's the remedy for that? because at the yeah. moment i'm I'm loving binging. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to stop.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think huh. I think the the first aspect to actually acknowledge is that you love it. You know, binging on food is actually fun. There is actually a fun and enjoyable aspect to it uh, that you, <laughs> that we actually should acknowledge starting out. Um, and specifically, there's there's a reason why we're doing it. And when we can kind of tease apart the reason for it, then we can start to play around with, you know, tools and practices that we can use to sort start to to work through the the binge eating or the emotional eating. So if you were to, if you don't mind me kind of throwing the questions back to you and just kind of putting the spotlight on, um, normally with any type of binge eating or emotional eating or just kind of overeating in general, there's normally triggers, right? So we talk we we, we we overeating is usually triggered by something, either emotions, either by the environment. So emotions, you know, stress, tiredness, boredom, mm-hmm. just wanting to eat for comfort or pleasure. Ah uh, emotional eating can also be triggered by the environment. You know, if there's food there, if you open up your press and there's like biscuits and chocolates and that kind of stuff, I mean, you're probably gonna eat it, you know? You can try resist the temptation, but it's 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 hard. We're only human, we're gonna we're gonna give into it, right? Social situations, big driver of overeating. You know, everybody has the the bad influence in the group who's like, I'll oh, go on, let's go, let's go to the pub, let's grab some food, let's grab some pints, especially Especially, I feel like within your industry, uh, with recruitment, it's very there's a big social aspect. Same as with like, uh, I've I've a friend that works in IT sales. Big culture around around drinking and and partying and doing other stuff. Uh, but we'll save that for for a different conversation. So the first step, uh, in working through the. Let, let, let's let just call it overeating just 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 to put the term on it the first step is to recognize the triggers so if you were to look at your own maybe start with ian and then and then work through what what would be the most common triggers for you guys particular emotions environments social situations yeah i think
1: my diary is that busy that when i get a window mm-hmm. i use that window to eat and then I'll yeah. grab whatever I can get my hands on and stick as mm-hmm. much in as possible. <laughs> if the window becomes slightly bigger, mm-hmm. then I'm like, "Well, let's just keep going because I might not yeah. have another window." Mm-hmm. And it, it's all linked with stress. Is if I have yeah. a bad, if I'm, if something pisses me off, then yeah. I usually go, "Oh well, fuck this!" I'm eating, and all mm-hmm. of the rules I'm putting up are then gone. Yeah. Um, so it's mainly. Is mainly stress. It's mainly mm-hmm. stress that triggers off me being a fat pig.
2: <laughs> so don't I want to grab. Yeah. Um
0: so... I would say when I've had a big weekend on the booze yeah. and I'm like, got a long week ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna enjoy myself until back on the booze. How can I enjoy myself? I'm gonna eat until I can't eat anymore.
1: you're a bit of a visual guy as well though if there's like stuff in the office you're you're eyeballing it you want it Um, yeah but it's more
0: like yeah when monday evening i've spent the whole day on monday looking forward to stuff in my face it's the only thing getting me through the day
2: and and what is it what is it that's What is it that's happening on a Monday, like like work wise, that you're kind of like, oh, I'm just trying to get through this day. Is it a similar story to Ian? It's just kind of super busy, super stressful.
0: (laughs) 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 No, it's just the 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 alcohol is still the in the the hangover, more than on the Tuesday. Yeah, hangover. Yeah,
2: yeah. So there's actually
0: less, more tired,
2: sleep. Yeah. So so actually, two interesting things. So alcohol and hangovers do actually. Has been shown to increase hunger and cravings, and also lack of sleep also does the same. So that kind of coincides. And then and also, when you feel shit, you also kind of want, you just want to feel better, and food food makes yeah, you feel com- better. Yeah,
0: comfy, Ian. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. And then what about yourself, Rob?
3: Definitely yeah, like stress, stress, and tiredness, I think for me would be yeah. too. But I think they both link a lot to, for me, with convenience. Like Ian says about having the gap. I'm yeah. on the move, like, I travel, like my commute to work is like three hours. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, if I'm leaving the office at you know half six and I'm not going to get home till half nine, then Mm. I'll probably find something I can put in my mouth at the train station. Or
0: yeah, yeah, I could eat a lot on trains as well. Really,
3: going to Liverpool Street (laughs) Station is just it's just fucking carnage. By the way, you
1: you inspired. My brother to go and find the Coco de Mama at Liverpool Street Station. He didn't know it was there for the last <laughs> morning. What is he it? Texts, he texts me going, Your pod's just making me eat more. He was like, I It's taken me two days to find this fucking Coco de Mama. <laughs> is
2: that like a like a fast food place or is it yeah, like, like, it's a... A
1: pa- like a fast
2: food pasta place? I think is oh, that's okay,
1: what I nice. describe it. Yeah. They do a great okay. sausage baguette in the morning, yeah. though. Mm, they do. I hope Greg enjoyed it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like convenient stress tiredness i'd say would be my Mm. convenience is a big thing for me like i just i just i go for the quickest and easiest thing which usually isn't is unhealthy
2: yeah yeah okay so what i'm hearing uh, what i'm hearing a lot is there's there's the busyness component which kind of it kind of splits off into two sort of problems eating food out of convenience and convenient food options tend to be the higher calorie stuff right and then on the other hand, we also have just the busyness and the stress, feeling tired, and that kind of emotional state makes it t- tends to drive you to want to eat, and then those options tend to be tend to be higher calories. So there's 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 mm-hmm. the two components. So the way that I would approach this, and the way that I approach it with clients, is firstly to say firstly to say this: there's nothing wrong with. Using eating food to to feel good—it's a it's a totally natural and normal human behavior, and it's a pretty simple equation. You know, when we feel bad, eating food f- feels good, so we eat food to feel good, right? So it's it's, it's a super simple equation. It only becomes a problem when. Food becomes the go-to, the go-to in times of like stress or tiredness. The 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 primary emotional coping mechanism to to use a technical technical term as such, uh, and specifically when it leads to weight gain or challenges with managing weight, that's when we can say okay, now that's a bit of a problem, and and we need to start a, start to look at it. And so I'd look at it on two fronts. Um on the food options front is is quite simple so the, the the food options front is like okay what convenient foods can we just pr- prepare and bring with us so that even if we do eat we're we're going for foods that are lower in calories higher in protein higher in fiber just healthier overall and that, and and that's pretty simple that's like you put together a shopping list you go to the shop and like that's it that you you take that off the list would you like me to 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 go through a couple of these foods or are you guys yeah do it yeah. yeah and so um, and so okay so h- how do we approach this so in terms of is it more kind of snack stuff that you guys kind of need replacements for or specific meals it,
1: pret is the closest retailer so i pret. will go into pret okay i will pick up there is like healthy stuff in there but it's also eating a salad is a faff eating a sandwich is pretty quick yeah you know i mean eating a cookie mm-hmm. is easy
2: yeah what's so we Eat, like, San- eating we a like rice sambos rice cake is not <laughs> we like sambos though right yeah 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 listen sambos are great i think sambos are a great convenience food and you can definitely fit them into a uh, into a into a fat loss uh, diet for sure i think the, the main thing to prioritize so, – so, so i'll give you two two just really simple things uh, I, no do you know what i'll give you i'll give you three things right from a nutrition perspective when, when making food choices, um, specifically with, with your meals. Just, just three things to really keep in mind. Number one, uh, number one, high in lean protein. So everybody probably knows at this point, but protein is really the 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 food that you want to prioritize when, in general, but specifically when trying to lose body fat for a number of reasons i can get into them now if you'd like um so high in lean protein and when i say lean protein you know chicken breast turkey lean lean cuts of beef lean minced beef uh, egg whites uh fat-free greek yogurt um what what else uh whey protein although that's more of a supplement than a, than a food uh Non fatty fish like cod and haddock and that kind of stuff, lean protein essentially ham, ham and that kind of stuff is good as well. Deli meat is is totally fine in, in small portions. So lean protein, you want to really really prioritize that. Um, the reason for that is protein is a macronutrient that keeps you full. So if you've ever tried to eat a lot of meat in one sitting, um, it you're you're pretty full right after and. Fullness is one thing that you really want to prioritize when you're when you're losing fat because you're restricting calories and so protein helps to keep you full even when you're on lower calories. Protein also helps to preserve muscle, uh, build and preserve muscle, which is also really important for maintaining metabolism so that your metabolism doesn't, doesn't slow down too much as you lose body fat. Uh, but yeah, lean protein. and if you're ever kind of wondering how much um I would go for so you see a see your palm, see your palm, your palm size? I would go, honestly, for you lads, because you're big lads, I'd go for, like, at least two to three pounds of protein at each meal. Yeah, so... Wow. Oh, fuck it. That is, like, two, two, two chickens. At least... At least <laughs> two, My hand's are quite small. I would say so at least it. two, but <laughs> even three... <laughs> yeah, two, two to three Uh, lean protein. Yeah.
0: Definitely three for me.
2: Yeah, and, and make sure that it's lean. So t- <laughs> try... Really avoid the fatty stuff, like fatty cuts of beef the sausages rashers chicken thighs and that kind of stuff has a little bit more fat extra calories you can have it here and there but but prioritize the lean stuff so two to three so that's number one high protein high lean protein and then number two this is a huge one for keeping the calories low like avoid high fat and what do i mean by this or, or reduce, redu- reduce, reduce the reduce fats. And specifically, I mean, or let's just call it low fat. Okay, low fat. Specifically, oils, butter, cream, sauces, spreads, dairy, uh, cheese. Always go for the lowest fat option that you can. And the reason for that is, fat is calorically dense. So protein and carbs four calories per gram. Fat nine calories per gram. So it's super easy to get loads and loads and loads of fucking calories just from having, you know, high fat content in your in your in your meals. So really prioritize lower lower fat stuff uh, when you're both eating at home and when you're when you're eating out. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're so far it's high protein, high lean protein. Again, lean because you don't want a lot of fat. Uh, go for the lower fat options. Avoid oils, butters, the high fat sauces, spreads, creams, etc. Always go for the low fat products or fat-free whenever you can. And then number three, just fucking load up on vegetables. Just load up on as many fucking vegetables as you can. As many vegetables as possible. Veggies are really your best friend when it comes to fat loss, because they fill you up for fuck all calories. Um, and now some people though, I, I've i worked with clients and I do work with clients that aren't such a fan of veggies. So where do you lads stand on, on, on the vegetables? I personally like veg. Yeah. Is it certain yeah. veggies that aren't good? I've got a dodgy
1: liver and they were telling me to stay away of like carrots because of the sugar content and stuff like this.
2: Mm, so, it de- it depends. When you say dodgy liver, what do you mean? Got fatty liver and fatty liver.
1: Yeah. There's a problem with yeah.
0: Bob probably does as well. She hasn't got it tested yet.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, they say they say do a high fibre diet. Yeah. Um stay away from fats by all means. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the high protein makes sense because it's a bit like a block drain. So you need mm-hmm. stuff to clear the fat and the liver to be able to then process things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so certain veg—is there any certain veg that are higher calorie than others, or yeah, because they so say you eat a lot of veg as well. But just for not sure, so so with,
2: with vegetables, I would pr- prioritize your greens. So the likes of like broccoli. Well, broccoli is a great one. Broccoli, green pea, green beans, uh, asparagus, kale, spinach. But to be honest, all veg is good. You want to get. When it comes to vegetables and fruit, for that matter, uh, we have this saying to clients: you want to try eat the rainbow, so you want to get as many different colors as possible because you're getting loads of different vitamins and minerals corresponding to each of the colors in the in the fresh produce that you consume. But in terms of are there are there vegetables that are higher in the calories? Yeah, sure. Like carrots would be one of them. Sweet corn would also be one of them. Uh, but that's not necessarily that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, unless you have a specific like intolerance to specific veg, like I know some people there are FODMAPs, uh, which are specific foods that can cause um gastrointestinal just GI distress that some people should avoid. But unless you've been specifically told by uh, a healthcare uh like a doctor to avoid a specific food, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Yeah, um, so that's that's really the three things, man when you're thinking food choices in terms of your meals high on the lean protein low on the fat and just fuck loads of vegetables and, and you can and and w- and within this as well like you can still have your carbs you can still have your bit of you can still have your bit of bread you can still have your bit of potatoes bit of pasta bit of rice it's totally fine but prioritize what do you say a bit of
1: like like
2: yeah Are we talking okay
1: three palms again or <laughs> okay no
2: no so so with the with the with the veg i'm going to give you i'm going to say 1 to 2 fists of veg right at each uh, at each meal 1 to 2 fists yeah at least 1 to 2 yeah okay. and then with carbs what i would say for you lads um if you want to prioritize like losing body fat i would say probably about a fist a, a fist of carbs a fist of carbs at each uh, at each meal um, that th- those are just some some kind of standard one, one one to two you could definitely do two one to two fists, uh, fists of fist uh, of carbs at each meal but if you're also kind of having snack stuff throughout the day you want to save some of those carbs for for, for the snack stuff so I I typically recommend you know just having having your one fist or or one and a half or something like that uh of of carbs at each meal yeah and you talk about meals. Uh, what meals are we talking
1: because i've had advice before where it's like six small meals or three meals okay. or
2: yeah so so it would be better to kind of track back and really think about it in terms of calories and overall like macronutrient targets that that would be the best way to to kind of go about it and then between that you can kind of say okay if i if my target is you know 2000 calories i can split that up into like really when it comes to when it comes to meals it just comes down to personal preference. Um, So if three meals a day works for you, stick to three meals a day. If six meals a day works for you, which for most people probably doesn't, go go with six meals. If it's two meals a day, go for two meals. But for most people, I think two to three meals a day probably probably makes the most sense. Yeah. And by the way, for anybody listening, and for and for you lads, these are like general guidelines. These are just kind of kind of general guidelines, rules of thumb, just an easy way to kind of to kind of get going and start to think about things. You can get more specific, obviously, like at an individual level with calculating like specific calorie amounts how much protein and then based on that you can structure your new. Nu- not necessarily need to track the calories but based on your actual calorie and macronutrient requirements then you can actually get more specific with how then you structure your nutrition but for now i just wanted to give you guys some some really simple stuff to 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 get you going
3: so, yeah, I get, I, uh, so i've got some questions on this
2: <clears throat> yeah of course
3: so all of what you said makes sense to me right yeah <laughs> like get some lean protein in minimise the fat intake, and just fill yourself up with veg. Yeah. So if I was working from home every day, uh-huh. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I'd buy the right foods, make some lunches, like yeah, yeah, yeah. brand. The issue that I have mm-hmm. is around, like, I should prep more, right? If, if, if I could yeah, get myself into a place where I'm going to prep more, obviously I could then prep those same types of meals that you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. The reality is that I'm not very good at that, and there's mm-hmm. definitely going to be times where even if, I'm, if I start to – get better, there's gonna be where it's like yeah. slip up. So if you mm-hmm. were working in the city, if you were traveling in and you were, you, you know, had an office space off and you have whatever shops you have around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you go, other than going to the supermarket and then making meals mm-hmm. in the kitchenette? Yeah. Yeah, it, like is there is there some I don't know, some advice you can give for uh, on the
1: move the yeah, advice that... list.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well so th- I'd say two things. So number one, I would say um First, I would look at like what kind of fast food, what what kind of food places have you got in your in 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 the area surrounding your your place of work? So, what, what, you, you mentioned Pret? Is that is that true, or or what, what kind what kind of Pret? Stuff every this...
3: thirty six yards in the city, so you've got every type of coffee shop you can imagine. Places yeah. like yeah. uh, places like Leon. Um, Coco de Mama, Greg's, Wasabi, Itsu, mm-hmm. like all those places for every five yards. Chipotle. Okay, Chipotle. Let's good. go with, Chipo- let's
2: it go it with Chipotle. Let's go with Chipotle. So let's go with Chipotle, right? You got a Chipotle, yeah? hmm Are you a fan of Chipotle?
3: Sure.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> Chipotle, Chipotle can actually be a, a pretty good option. I actually recommend – we don't have Chipotle over here, but we have Bougiou, which is a, a, another Mexican place. So Burrito Bowl's when you order the right stuff like can be really good uh in terms of calories and protein and so if we actually just think chipotle right you pull up and they're like okay what rice do you want you tell them give me a give me a one fist of rice (laughs) make sure it's a fist then you'd go for what what you'd based on what i've based on what i've said now what would you go for next
3: well i guess chicken you're gonna give you chicken breast right
2: yeah and you're like Give me two two fucking give me two fucking fists, man! I need I need the I need the protein.
3: And then they'll put the beans and stuff in it, but then they're beans. not gonna let the, then the sauces. Do you just go right? Don't give me any sauce in it.
2: So, so specifically the the salsas, the salsas are all fine. The salsas are super low cal, so right. you can go with the salsa, corn salsa, uh, tomato salsa. Most of them are are it's literally just. The, the, there isn't any oil or anything in them. It's the well, sour cream and the cheese that tends to be higher in calories. So what you could mm-hmm. do is ask them to give you the sour cream on the side and you can add a little bit on yourself if you wanted to save mm-hmm. the cows. But that's a really solid option right there because it's literally, it's literally a conveyor belt. And based on mm-hmm. like the kind of the lean protein, the low fat and the veggies that I just kind of said there, you can literally tell them specifically how much you want uh, mm-hmm. at, at each meal. Um, and, and if you, and if you really wanted it as well, you could, um, you could get that for lunch and you could, you, you could grab one on the way home for dinner as well. If you wanted to, <laughs> but that's it, but that, that's an example of a pretty good um, yeah, yeah. option. Um, the other option that I would say is, so, so what I would say is, uh, if you can find a fast food place where you can be very selective about like what you order, like I like like I kind of described there, like a yeah. deli or something like that, that's also a good place to. Well like Farmer
3: J's is pretty pretty good for that. Yeah,
2: and you can even if you're if even if you're putting together a sambo, you can ask them give me a fuckload of protein, loads of veg, and then like give me like a low sauce, like I don't know, like fucking honey mustard or something like that, or like some sweet chili, or 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 like even like a bit of light mayo if they have it. I don't know. Uh, but but a place where you can order yourself that can be really helpful. Now, there are a lot of ready-made me like ready-made meals that you can get nowadays. There's a lot of popular kind of fit fit food brands. Uh, that have started to put uh create re- ready-made meals that are relatively high in protein and low in calories that are good options. So in Ireland, there's a couple of popular uh, brands like Dublin Miko. Uh, pure Power, Gourmet Fuel. Uh, I know that Muscle Food in the UK is a big is a big brand and you can pick them up in certain supermarkets, uh, but you can also, as far as I'm aware, order them online as well. So that's also a good option to have. What I usually recommend to clients is to grab a couple of ready-made meals and just keep them in the fridge for that situation where you get home late after a long day, you're not arse getting the pots and pans out. You can just chuck it into the microwave four minutes and 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 it's good to go. Now, the only thing the only thing I would say about those meals though is that the 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 portion of protein and veg tends to sometimes be small, so they're sometimes not that filling. So what you might have to do is add double a little up. bit of extra veg or something like that, <laughs> or maybe double up as well if you can spare the calories. Yeah, um, yeah. So so the, the, those would be so, some options in terms of uh in terms of convenience. Should, so does I that answer your question, everything. Rob?
3: yeah no yeah, it, yeah. it, it does i just yeah it's just there's like if i if i leave Sally's work at eight o'clock which is tw- two times a week is fairly fairly popular in terms of or fairly regular in terms of the time i leave places where you can go to a conveyor belt and a liverpool street station and pick what you want is limited so i'm thinking it's like a sandwich shop i can actually see there's like three four pasty shops then there's a greg's a wasabi like it's just and Obviously, yeah, shop elsewhere. But in terms of convenience, to me, in the daytime lunches, that's easier because there's also an M&S opposite, and there's mm-hmm. a Farmer's Day around the corner, so you can kind of do, do that there. But I mean, I think mm-hmm. maybe it's the evening meal. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the issue.
1: And it's a, i think I, I yeah, sorry, Guayan. I think the ready-made fit food meals. Every time I've tried them places, yeah, the small portions turn up. They are mentally small like they're trying to be under yeah. 500 calories
2: yeah i
1: can eat probably 3,000 calories in a day at this weight and still yeah. lose weight yeah so i think and then spending 50 quid a day on microwavable meals just, yeah just not uh, i just feel like they're a bit of a rip-off
2: no they're, yeah. they're not they're not great for, because obviously it's a standardized portion and so it doesn't factor in like people that are on the taller and the bigger side that need more calories overall. And so that's why I was saying it it can, it can kind of be, it can kind of not be great. There is, there is one particular solution. If you really wanted to, to, to just completely solve the nutrition puzzle altogether, but to get a full blown meal delivery service. And so what Mm. this involves is you put in your stats and then it you you tell it how many calories you want how much protein how much carbs how much fat and then it gives you breakfast lunch and dinner according to those stats and then you just get it delivered to your to your house on a on a monday morning and then you have it for the entire week now the pros of that is that it's just your entire nutrition sorted like you don't need to do anything it's relatively affordable Especially if you compare it to if you buy a lot of your meals out anyway, it actually works out either the same or, in fact, sometimes cheaper uh, than eating out uh, every day. Um, and the food actually, most of the time, tastes actually pretty good. Now, the only problem that I would say with that is, is that, well, this is both a pro and a con, depending on what way you look at it, is that when you have all your five meals for Monday to Friday delivered, you're boxed into eating those five meals, right? Now that could be a good thing because it discourages you from eating out and you actually stick to the plan or you eat out anyway, like in the evening time. And now that meal then goes to waste or worse you eat the meal out, then you go home and, and still eat the meal there and then you go significantly over on calories. So that is a good solution for some people. Usually I recommend that to clients that are like literally flat out. Like they're literally like mm. directors. They're like doing 12 hour days. They're, you know, they're working, you know, cross continental teams. And so they're on calls at like nine o'clock at night. And like, they've literally got no time. I'm like, listen, this is the only reasonable solution you can do. Uh, and it works pretty well uh, so long as you actually follow it. And, and it takes some playing around with like meals and and like what you actually like. What and any companies that you
3: recommend for that? Like any any companies that you think you're like, where you can put your actual calories and how much protein you want, rather than just going, yeah. I'll pick an amount of ready meal.
2: Yeah. So I'm not familiar with UK brands. Um, I know that. Uh, I mean, I could do it. I could do a quick Google search right now if you want, or, or perhaps perhaps I could. I'll, I'll do a, I'll, I'll do a Google search after this because I don't want to take up mm-hmm. the time of the podcast, and I'll send you some options after the yeah, yeah, after the podcast. It's definitely something. It's definitely something to look into for sure.
3: Yeah, because um, I've heard about those before, but it's not. It would be different if you can say I want X amount of protein in that meal, and then you can yeah, get it made to yeah. what you want rather than. Yeah like Ian said, you just get these healthy ready meals, but then you need two yeah. of them or you need one and a half and you can't microwave
1: one and a half or whatever. You also exactly. look like the fattest bloke in the, in the office when you are microwave in two meals at the same time. Just... <laughs> Actually, I'm allowed this yeah. many because of my calories. It's just like that conversation is. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ripped
0: no treating getting Rip in two sandwiches and it's like, it's only 700 calories. And it's like, yeah, that's a quite a low calorie lunch for people. Like, Why do you need two sandwiches?
1: Yeah. Um, John, you also bread. did the calorie where you only ate bread like that was yeah. one of the strangest <laughs> things i've ever seen that was you more kind of of money
0: saving did... thing i was kidding
1: yeah you <laughs> <laughs> honestly used to come to the office with a with a loaf of bread and go "Well, 70p and i'll get my calories for the day so my yeah. um
0: my hungover <laughs> hungover low calorie meal is like 20 fish fingers
2: <laughs> low yeah. calorie <laughs>
0: yeah well lowish slowish hangover <laughs> yeah. 10 for 10 for breakfast 10 for lunch <laughs>
2: nice, nice they're not bad if you stick to the not 10 not that
0: bad they're like yeah. I think they're like 50 calories yeah. each so
2: oh really That's yeah they're, they're really
0: really or 60 maybe wow.
2: somewhat somewhat good I'd say yeah <laughs> um, so listen lads what I want to do so we kind of touched on like food options there what I want to do is actually circle back to what we were chatting about uh what what we were chatting about earlier, which was um the the biggest? stress, the emotion the the big yes. the, the emotional so so <laughs> biggest... <absolutely> <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got this image of him
1: just banging <laughs> <laughs> <This swingers is. laughs> <of> him.
0: <laughs> with ketchup.
1: Love <laughs> it, love it, love it. Uh. <laughs> right, I'm gonna mute myself. I have this
2: good fan. So um what was I gonna say? The triggers. Yeah, so the triggers, right? Yeah. So most of so look, the reason why fat loss is difficult isn't because people don't know what to eat. People more or less know what to eat, right? More or less. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of learning that you need to do in terms of what's good food choices, but mostly it comes down to actually making those uh, making those decisions right, and it's usually our emotions or our environment or these triggers that drive us to eat, overeat, eat, too many calories, et cetera. And so to go back to what we were saying earlier on, you're kind of saying that stress, tiredness, those are the kind of two two things that pop up that then lead to lead to the overeating. Would I be right in saying that?
3: Yeah, I think I think for a lot of us, I mean, we do we all work long hours, right? This recruitment gains is heavy on the hours. We're in the office crack mm-hmm. a dawn. we're leaving at silly o'clock, getting home mm-hmm. way past the time of times you should be even eating dinner on a couple of days a week. So yeah. Yeah, like it's it all of that plays into lots of excuses, of course, and it's the reason why we're all on this podcast because we've all got lots of fun excuses. You've got to make your situation work at the moment. I I know for me especially. 100%. I definitely haven't found a solution to the situation on it.
1: I think mm. I think it's also being like the stuff you're saying makes complete sense, but there can be a period where I'm not even present while I'm putting stuff in the, in my mouth.
2: Unconsciously, yeah, because
1: yeah. I'm just like, yeah, so i my brain is thinking about something else. My <laughs> my <laughs> missus calls me Nunu from Teletubbies, right? The fucking okay. hooves. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there thinking about something else, just piling stuff into my mouth, which then mm. sounds like the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that is, that's that's <laughs> definitely a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And so, so th- there's a couple of different tools that I use with clients, right? At uh, one thing overall, if stress and tiredness, it sounds like a high high stress job, a lot of lot of hours, very busy. The first thing, and pr- probably one of the mo- more important things that I would prioritize is rest. So if, if you are more stressed, if you are more tired, I mean, the reason why you're going to the food is because your body's trying to recuperate. It's trying to rejuvenate. And it's just doing this through the easiest way it knows how, which is food that's easily available around you. And so throughout your days, like, do you guys get much time? Like, what, what is a typical workday? Are you kind of back to back all day? Do you get a little bit of a breather in between uh, calls and meetings? Yeah. How does it kind of look?
1: I've been with clients since eight o'clock this morning and Mm -hmm. I finished about 10 minutes before this meeting
2: Mm -hmm. back
1: to back, no breaks. Mm -hmm. I haven't even had the chance to go to the toilet today. It's been that busy. This is a bit of a freak, but usually it's, it's that busy. Okay. Yeah. My day is similar.
3: And and going to the, I've I've got a meeting tonight. Like it just,
2: yeah,
3: it's full on. Like, like the, what the, the thing you said earlier hit home with me when you were like, I generally say to do the meal, the, Having the all of your meals sent to you <laughs> for people that are directors of a busy diary, <laughs> generally back to back. Like that's literally yeah. the position that we're in. Yeah, and I'll, uh, you know, I have meetings with the US at night, so like it's not like I fit in okay. dinner where I can around those meetings. It's just mm-hmm. maybe the the, the 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 food order delivery just it takes out of my having to think about it because if I think about that, it, that, then that. then I don't. I just go to the nearest thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Potentially a good thing for me. I'll I say couldn't...
0: super bit super busy as well. In case, uh, yeah. in case my manager's listening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so on the food prep side <laughs> of things, the, the the meal delivery for sure. Now, based on what you guys have said about just kind of being back to back all day, had clients like that before in the past, and like. Trying to solve the food choices part of the equation is kind of like, it's kind of like pissing against the wind if you've got like a overloaded work schedule where you're just not getting much rest and not getting much breaks. Uh, It's kind of like trying to, it's kind of like trying to fill a bathtub, but there's a there's a fucking hole in it, you know, you're just you you, you keep filling it, but but you're leaking water out of it. So Is there scope within your day to just get a little bit of space, a little bit of breathing room, you know, five minutes here and there every every hour, five, 10 minutes to just step away from the computer, maybe get some fresh air, walk around the office a little bit, maybe get outside and to do that a couple of times, a couple of times throughout the day? Is there scope to do that?
3: I think that. I think you got. You just got to make it, haven't you? Like the the answer at the moment is going to be no, but like mm-hmm. oh, I don't always oh. want to be this waiting side. So then you yeah. have to try and be creative with how that how that is. Mm-hmm. Can you do a meeting on the move? Can you do a meeting with sure. Yeah, know,
2: that's actually I, lo- I like I like that. Yeah, like
3: that type of stuff.
2: Mm. What are we or is say there Ian? a
1: moment? Yeah, uh, the the moments are probably there, but I'm constantly thinking about something else other than. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's more than it's the mental side of it. Okay. I know yeah. I know it's my breaks, suspense, thinking about the next move I've got to make, or yeah, the next thing that's got to happen, and the the brain's just too full for presentness, is the bit.
2: Sweet. So so I actually have a. I I actually have a solution to this. It's a super simple practice. Would you say you have sixty seconds here and there? Yeah. 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 So I call this my my sixty second reset or my sixty second recharge. And so what I usually do I usually use this with clients like yourselves who are just kind of back to back you know their 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 day is is 30 minute blocks back to back all day long and what the 60 second reset is is anytime you you, you implement the 60 second reset during the transitions in your day so what I mean by a transition is when you're transitioning from one task to another so you've just got off a call that's a transition. You know, uh, you're in between meetings, that's a transition. You're going from work to home, that's a transition. So using the transitions of your day to to do this 60 second reset. And all it is, all you're going to do is you're going to stop whatever you're doing, phone away everything. And if you want, you can close your eyes. You don't have to, but it helps. And you're just going to take, literally for that 60 seconds, you're just going to take a couple of deep breaths, And you're just going to pay attention to your body for the 60 seconds and whatever thoughts come up, let them come up and then just keep breathing. Now, it doesn't have to be 60 seconds. It can be longer if you want. But starting out with 60 seconds is really is really good. And what that lets you do is it de-stresses a little bit. It slows down the mind. It relaxes the body. It recharges a little bit of energy and gives you a little bit of a boost going into the next thing. So that's what I would do if I was really really pressed for time and I literally didn't have time to take any breaks and I could only do one thing I'd do that uh, I do that 60 second reset. Does that seem like something you you you'd actually you'd actually feel like trying or does it seem like a kind of like a, that seems a bit weird? Yeah, no, I'd give it a go. But what are you thinking in
1: that 60 seconds? Nothing. What's for dinner, uh, okay?
2: Just just <laughs> it. if you're if you're whatever if you if, if thoughts come up <laughs> they come up that's fine um but it's just about basically it's just about hitting pause imagine it's like you're yeah. you're playing you're playing you're playing i don't know do you guys play like call of duty or something like that growing up you're 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 playing a game and you're just pressing pause basically you're literally just pressing the pause button for 60 seconds so you think about you go through your day. It's go 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 go. You're constantly moving. So this is just about literally pressing pause for sixty seconds.
3: And then... I'm just thinking in the middle of a frantic day,
1: if I press pause, my mind won't pause.
2: Yeah, that's all right.
1: My mind's I mean, telling me no. There's a song there. Like... My, oh, my
2: body, my body's telling me yes. <laughs> oh, John, yeah. you
1: can sing the next bit. Go On. I don't know what. Oh. Fuck. And then are you gonna? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, so sorry, Bob. Bob, what 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 you were saying there is is actually is actually something to uh, to touch <laughs> on. Um, pots are going to pop up. That's that that's what's going to happen. Uh, and what the sixty seconds allows it to do is it it kind of allows the the dust to settle a little bit.
3: Yeah, I get it. I'll tell you what though. So right, so how does exercise fit into all this? Because we spoke a lot about trying to pick. Yeah. Kind to pick the the right make the right food choices, right? Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: And then, so you make the right food choices, you have a certain amount of calories. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're then gonna exercise, or if you're gonna fit in a, an exercise regime in there, how do you like? Yeah. I, I guess in terms of what you do, what you offer for your clients, do you offer programs where you, you know, if you're exercising three times a week, you do X. If you're doing more, more like what? Well, how should you ch- change oh, all yeah. the meals, the calories, all that kind of stuff? Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you're so, gonna increase,
3: your-
2: yeah. So when it comes to fat loss, it's almost it almost entirely comes down to nutrition and to controlling calories. because you know you can you can go on a run you know, for 10 minutes and maybe burn 100 calories, and then you come home and you can eat that 100 calories in like 10 seconds. So fat loss is predominantly gonna come from nutrition and making good choices and staying within those calorie targets. Now, exercise is still super, super fucking useful for overall health, for energy, for mental health, for mood, for stress relief. And that kind of ties in with uh, ties in with the sort of emotional eating, stress eating that we're talking about. Physical activity can be a great remedy for that because it's an outlet for stress. Uh, and actually exercise has been shown to actually improve eating habits because when people exercise more regularly, because you're exercising regularly, you tend to want to eat better as well, because people kind of have this mindset of, you know, I'm exercising, I kind of don't want that to go to waste. So I'm going to eat better. So exercise is great. And now, what exercise to prioritize? If I was what I always recommend to clients, um, if you add a gun to my because it's always the debate, you know, is cardio better for fat loss? Or is it resistance training, right? Cardio being like running, jogging, cycling, swimming, yeah. that gets your, your heart rate up over an extended period of time. And then resistance training is like lifting weights, either actual yeah. weights or your body weight or whatever it is. So if you had a gun to my head and we had to dis- and I had to pick one and you, you either cardio or resistance training, I would pick resistance training every single day of the fucking week. Every single day of the week. And the reason for that is uh, cardio burns calories And it also improves cardiovascular health, your your, your heart and your your lung health. And it's really good for for health. But resistance training builds muscle. And that's really what you want to prioritize. Because the more muscle that you have, uh, the higher your metabolism and the more calories that your body burns. And what tends to happen when people lose body fat is they actually lose muscle as well. And so by resistance training, you preserve and even build muscle Um, and that keeps the metabolism high and it's easier to lose body fat over the long term and, and also maintain it. But also most people don't just want to lose weight. They want to look good, right? You don't just want to, you don't just want to lose weight for the sake of it. You want the finished product to, 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 to be a, like a, a decent looking, a decent looking body. Right. And it's building muscle that really creates the the look that people want and that's why i would Mm -hmm. prioritize that also it's just fucking fun it's fun to just fucking lift weights and 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 throw some weights around and so if i was to prioritize one thing i'd prioritize resistance training now in terms of how you would structure that um and then sorry and then what i would say is if you did want to do some cardio i would get your cardio from like you know like brisk walking And like, maybe like cycling or something like that. Just get your cardio from your overall activity throughout, throughout your day to day. Now, if you want to do extra cardio on top of that, that's fine. uh, But you don't necessarily need to. Now, the question is probably, okay, how do you actually structure that? Like how many days a week? How many hours a day? Like what, what exercise am I doing, et cetera, et cetera. That really depends on the person. You know, I have some clients that are training three times a week for 15 minutes. I've got other clients that are training, you know, four or five times a week for an hour. So it really just depends on the individual. Their uh like what their what their uh, skill level is, are they beginner, intermediate, are they advanced? Uh, and how much time that they actually have on on a week to week basis to actually dedicate to training. So it it's completely 100% uh individualized. Now, if you wanted some general guidelines, I could certainly give those. What's what's the 15 minute guy doing? Working well he... lifting weights. No, so he's just doing uh body weight body weight uh exercises. Yeah.
1: What damage is he doing in fifteen minutes? Like what can you burn?
2: So not about burning, about building. Fine. What's he building in fifteen minutes? Well, <laughs> building building more than he would be if he wasn't doing anything. And that's oh, the yeah, and that and him. that's the key and that's the key thing. Now, he's start <laughs> he's starting at fifteen minutes. And gradually, we're going to work him up to more. But the mistake that people make with exercise is that they want to go balls to the walls straight away. You know, you think that, okay, if I'm not in the gym for an hour, three times a week, I might as not, I might as well not do anything. When in reality, the, the pr- first priority with training isn't about training hard. It's about building the habit of training. And the easiest way to build the habit of training is to start with something that's really low investment. Three, He actually started with three 10-minute sessions. For, for the first week or two and then we made it 15 then we're going to make it 20 it just doesn't feel
1: like it doesn't feel like it's worth getting changed for that you know that's I'll i get thinking? i, like I get the
3: uh the, i get the habit is but that is the key thing not the, the actual session though it's about so getting that the habit sense. in
2: place first uh, and because the harder an action the more the the Harder an action is to do, the less likely that you are going to do it. So we want to make that action as easy as possible, so you can do it consistently. And once you do it consistently, then we can make the training harder. And then that's why. And also, like
3: if you're gonna, if you if you change, and then you're in somewhere, you're ten minutes in. Like you're you probably might, gonna do. You more. might end up doing half an hour because because you're exactly like, well,
2: preaching to the Kitting choir Bobby. ten
3: minutes.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's bang on. That's exactly it. Yeah. So there is a great book that I really recommend any everybody read, or if you can find a summary of it online or any talks. Uh, but the book, some of you have probably heard about it, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. So,
1: I've seen the – it's on Masterclass. At the minute, That's what I was yeah. talking about. This inspiration stuff is all from that. Yeah. yeah. Inspiration so, system goals. Yeah.
2: So what James Clear does in that book is really break down and give people a framework, a formula, you know, a step-by-step process for building habits. Uh, There's four laws in the book. I won't get into them now, but one of them is to make the action as easy as possible. And that's why, you know, in it, he actually talks about doing stuff that's even smaller, you know, starting with doing like two pushups a day, you know, (laughs) just two pushups. Like that's it. You start off your training, doing two push-ups and then you you, you gradually build it into yeah, a full-blown training routine, which sounds ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous, like two push-ups a day. But what I always say to people is you want to make your habits so easy starting out that you'd be embarrassed if you couldn't do them. That's how easy mm-hmm. they should be starting out. And then you gradually increase it over time. That's the key. Whereas, So this is the big mistake people make. They start here and then they end up down here. Whereas you want to start here and then end up up here. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what leads to to lasting change. Sorry, was there any specifics to- that you wanted to add in there in terms of the actual training? Like in terms of exercise selection, to be honest, that's not... You do want to pick the right exercises, structure it in the right way. But to be honest, that's not the most difficult part. The most difficult part is no. actually do it, doing it.
3: I and mean, we've all had PTs and like, I'm sure we could all fathom out a way to move different body parts. And
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. It's,
3: yeah it's more the consistency.
2: The priority yeah. is to be doing something and to be doing it consistently, whatever that something is. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: could even do 15 minutes in the office, couldn't you, as a habit? 100%, man. To Alex, um yeah. for the benefit of the listeners, like, how do
2: uh-huh. they...
3: Like how like what what's your gig now? What do you what what do you do? How can listeners see more of you, hear more of you, get in contact, all that kind of stuff? Yes.
2: Yeah, so um I we post content across pretty much every social media channel, but predominantly if busy professionals is the audience predominantly on linkedin and then also instagram would be our two main channels so that's just yeah. alex plamedila my name probably the only person that's going to pop up so it shouldn't be too hard to find once you can get the how spelling, you spell it the spelling spelling your surname for the yeah, P- of it. p-l-a-m-a-d-e-a-l-a but if you put in alex plam it should pop up most of the time yeah like i said Understood. we work with um we work with busy professional men specifically and we help them you know achieve lasting change in their health and fitness specifically losing weight keeping it off and is that
3: by, is that by nutrition plans is that by doing pt sessions like is that so it's so
2: it's it's fully online so we it's 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 very unlike the traditional approach to health and fitness it's not yeah. just nutrition it's not just training um it's a holistic and comprehensive approach to health overall so it takes into consideration people's history their lifestyle their psychology yeah. their work uh, and a variety of different factors sleep nutrition training physical activity all of those things um, yeah. and helps people build not just the habits but the skills that they need to to lose weight to make good to to, to eat well to train the skills to take care of their to ta- take yeah. care of their health that won't just serve them over the short term you know to everybody wants to to, to lose weight be fit and healthy yeah. but I'm really thinking long term like we help people build the skills that will serve them for f- the next 40 60 years you know that's what yeah. that's what we're all about <laughs> I appreciate yeah, you my... I appreciate
3: your time Alex it's been really interesting to chat with you thanks for thanks for coming on the pod yeah, um, yeah. and we'll be in touch for for sure thank you for your time
2: thanks Alex, yeah, Alex. That, mate. take care bye bye
3: We've got some diet plans,
0: health scans, sugar bans, fitness fans PTs, injuries, laying off the Chinese Ball games, gym chains, protein gains and skin tight tops And we ain't gonna stop until we hit the 50k Drop, 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 drop No excess fat, no FAT No curry bag, no guarantee Rough or buff, lean on me. we will lived up as fit as a and